Mid-South Fiber Internet delivers world-class high-speed internet to businesses in our community. Take your business to the next level with true gigabit speeds, customizable packaging, and no contracts. Visit midsouthfiber.com to create a custom service package and sign up today. Jump on the broadband wagon with Mid-South Fiber. You're listening to Mid-South Minute the podcast, where co-op and community collide. Welcome back to the Mid-South Minute. My name is Morgan Enriquez, and today I am joined by my very own co-host, our IT manager, Adel Soule. Adel is making his debut on the podcast, so Adel, tell everyone hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. So my name is Adel Soule. I'm the IT manager at Mid-South. I've been with Mid-South close to four years, so part of my role is to help my team manage, but also look into reliability and security of our systems, network, and IT infrastructure. So it's November now, which means we just wrapped up Cybersecurity Month. So from going to Halloween, where it's kind of spooky, um, going into Thanksgiving and Christmas, this is actually where we see our most amount of internet threats throughout the year. And when I say us, I mean us as consumers. When we're out there buying Christmas gifts and interacting with family members online, we are just a bigger target for the threats that lurk out there online. So we wanted to bring someone else on the podcast to talk to us about that today, and that is Mid-South Fiber subscriber Lloyd McBride. Welcome to the podcast, Lloyd. Thank you for having me. Lloyd is a senior systems engineer for Keysight. Lloyd, would you mind giving our listeners a bird-eye view of Keysight and what your role is for your company? Sure. Keysight Technologies is a manufacturer of test and measurement equipment, as well as network visibility and test solutions. So... We have the ability to generate all types of traffic, uh, generate threats, uh, assess the security device's ability to handle those, uh, switching and routing protocols, um, but also network visibility, which allows uh, customers to take their traffic off the network and pass it through their application performance and uh, security solutions to make sure that they're actually seeing everything in their network that's going on. Visibility the uh, catchphrase is that you can't protect what you can't see, and packets don't lie. So we shuffle packets. Um, I am a systems engineer, uh, but also sales engineer. So I, I have a, um, I'm a part of a team that supports South Texas and Louisiana, and uh, my account manager counterpart lives in Austin. That's awesome. And so, Lloyd, part of what you do, correct me if I'm wrong, is you get to kind of play the bad guy in some situations. So you will kind of act as the dark web or threats or things like that and test a system's um, security level, right? Absolutely. We do have a breach and attack simulation solution that allows you to generate threats into your network from the cloud. Uh, You control which threats come in. Uh, We don't explode the payload, so it's not technically a threat to your network, but it exactly simulates what a threat would look like if someone were trying to attack your network. So we give you the ability to generate those threats and then measure your network's performance uh, against protecting against those threats. So we notify you what did get blocked, what didn't get blocked, and then we give you remediation steps on how to resolve anything that was allowed through that shouldn't have been. Yeah, that's pretty cool what you get to do. So your job, you get to work from home most of the time, right? I'm primarily working from home. Uh, we do a lot of Teams calls, a lot of Zoom calls. But uh, things are starting to loosen up now, now that COVID's behind us. And we're able to, to go to more customer sites and visit with business partners and technology partners on a more regular basis now. 
I'm glad you're touching on that because of COVID, a lot of people had to change to that remote type of work. Um, so how much more important did your role become when things happened and everything shut down and we had to go online more? Was there more threats out there all of a sudden? There, there is an ever-increasing threat surface out there, right? It's, it's always going to be there. The thing that changed was a company now had to suddenly balance its ability to support work-from-home employees and not worry so much about protecting the office environment. So uh, they had to expand their VPN capabilities. They had to make sure that their VPNs were secure, made sure that their firewalls were all up to speed and operating the way they're supposed to, and um, allowing their employees and the quantity, the, the number of employees that needed to log in at the same time were supported. We also have test solutions that were able to give companies the ability to assess their solutions, make sure that they were capable of handling that before they actually turned the key on it. Right. And so, Lloyd, during this process, at some point you decided to switch over to Mid-South Fiber Internet. What made you make that decision and kind of what things have you noticed since you've become a fiber subscriber of ours? So the internet service provider I was using before only offered 100 meg and I was looking for more speed, right, more throughput, simply because we have Internet of Things, cameras, light switches, multiple laptops, printers, picture frames, having the ability to, um, to support Internet connections to all of those devices, it just becomes more and more important. And we're relying less and less on cable television and more and more on streaming now, so you know, three TVs that have fire sticks that are streaming media a lot. Uh, it makes a big difference to have a good, solid connection that you know is going to be up. And when Mid-South introduced its fiber, um, our neighborhood, I believe, was the second one that got installed, and, and I registered for it just as soon as I was able to do that. So Exciting. Um, getting a gig speed and a reliable gig up and down um, has been huge. For me, both in my personal life and my business life, since I work from home so much. With what you've done, um, you know, you became a Mid-South Fiber subscriber. You were really pleased with the reliability and the speeds and things like that. There was something else that you noticed, too, that started to pop up and pique your interest. Do you want right. to touch on that? Right. So um, as an SE, one of my roles is to to work with our technology, to set up a lab in my, my own uh, home office, and to deploy that technology and familiarize myself with it so that I'm better able to sell the technical aspects of those solutions. And our specifically our breach and attack simulation solutions called Threat Simulator. I have a virtual machine running on my laptop, and I've got an account on the web for our Threat Simulator solution. And what I can do is place an agent on a virtual machine on my laptop, and then using a cloud agent, I can actually introduce threats into my network to assess my network's ability to defend against those. Now, being a home user, I don't have a $300,000 firewall, and I don't have intrusion prevention systems and intrusion detection systems and SIMs and DLPs right. and all those things. Yeah, who does? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was really interesting to me was after I switched over to Mid-South Fiber and I started generating threats into my environment, I started getting notifications from Mid-South telling me that, hey, this threat was blocked, this threat was blocked. So I thought that was awesome, and it actually helped me to better demonstrate our product's capabilities by saying, look, this threat did come in, and it was blocked by our fiber provider. So it was amazing. So, yeah, that technology that Lloyd is referring to, um, that is protect our ProtectIQ. It's a service that MidSouth saw early on and invested in 
for the benefit of our subscribers and offer it to our subscribers with, a, without a, with no additional cost. Protect IQ it sits on your, on your Mid-South router at the, on the Premier on the edge and it protects all your uh, equipment, um, uh, anything connected to the network. It's behind Protect IQ, so it's all protected, as uh, Lloyd mentioned. Um, those devices, without, without protection, they're vulnerable to, uh, to, the, to, the, to the bad guys. They're vulnerable to the being accessed from outside. Uh, so with that free internet uh, protection that Mitsat offer, those devices and, and all of your home devices are protected. Uh, but think about those for in terms of um, if one of them get hacked, lo- look at it from that perspective. Uh, it's a lateral move where... Uh, that device could also bring in a potential danger to all of the other equipment, including your laptop. It's also in our culture. It's um, part of our seven uh, corporate of principles, concern for community. Uh, so we want to make sure our members are safe browsing the Internet. Uh, the other thing is uh, it's also, as an ISP, we c- want to contribute to keep the Internet safer and a safer place, a f- better place. So keeping the Internet safe, and also a, a concern for our community. But also think about it in terms of um, you might not be the target. You might be, um, your employer might be the target. So they might target your personal laptop and do a lateral move to your employer laptop and get it that way. Uh, so Protect IQ, IQ could help at least put that layer of protection and not expose you to that risk. I think those are two really, really great points. And so I just wanted to ask you both, because I think y'all are both experts in your field, and I'm just the communications girl that works for the fiber subsidiary. Going into this, and as you said, there's more and more threats starting to come. It's never ending um, on the internet and online. What tips, quick tips that somebody could go home and implement today um, that could make their network a little bit more secure, whether it's habits on how they're using the internet or things they could add to their home? What do y'all have? My, my first recommendation is to be sure to use secure passwords, and that's going to be eight or more characters, and if possible, upper and lower case, as well as special characters, um, and then change those passwords frequently, and don't use the same password for everything, right? Because if, if you don't change the password on a device you connect to your home, then anybody who sees that device on the network, and it does show up on the network, will be able to to take control of it and potentially do damage. That's a great tip, Lloyd. Uh, you know what also could help with this would be a password manager. There's a lot of them nowadays that what uh, they could help you gen- auto-generate passwords, uh, fill in the uh, login credentials automatically. You could also share a password securely with your you know family and, and whoever. Um, those uh, There's a lot of them out there right now. Um, there's a good one. Do your own research, uh, but the majority of them are pretty good nowadays. And I use, I use password safe for the same thing, and I'm able to share my password safe between my cellular device and my laptop. So it makes it very convenient for whenever you need to get that password because you're not going to be able to remember all of them if you do it right. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Could you also share it with your wife if you needed Absolutely, to? Absolutely, yes. That's awesome. What else about, um, so for instance, you know, on Facebook, I feel like, is a big place where people are starting to get hacked more and more. What could you look for to see that this may not be exactly who they say they are, you know, trying to get you to click on links or 
download suspicious um, items that could go and attack your devices. So as a social media user, be conscientious and monitor your email address that's associated with your social media account so that when an email comes in saying that there someone is requesting a password change, then you report that and go change your password yourself. You'd never give anyone any any um, codes that are sent to you on email if they just call you out of the blue and say, hey, uh, this is this is Lloyd with Facebook and uh, we're, we are trying to get your account to work properly and we just sent you an email, give us that code. Well, when you do that, that just opened your account up for somebody to steal it. So monitor, be aware, change your passwords frequently and you shouldn't have anything to worry about. That's another great tip, Lloyd. Yes, uh, verify links before you click on them, hover over them, make sure they, um, they match uh, the name they say they are. Also, the email address that come from, make sure it matches the company uh, they're supposed to come from as well. I think those are great tips. Do y'all have any last-minute things that you could think of that could you know, save somebody from getting all of their important information taken away from them? I, I think the, the, the biggest thing is to just be aware and... Like you said, don't click on any links that you weren't expecting. Hover over a link before you click on it, and if it looks really strange down at the bottom of your browser, then it's probably something that's been hacked. Um, look for misspellings in, in email communications that come to you if they're asking you to do something, um, <clears throat> and then report back. We have a fish report, report fish button on our Outlook at, at work. Um, if there's anything that comes in that looks strange, we can just select it and click report fish, and it goes to our security uh, department. But as for working from home, a lot of the things that you learn at your company or everything that you learn at your company for protecting and securing you, the company property also applies to your home. So your home email account is the same kind of thing, right? If you get a an email message that appears to be from your bank and... It something doesn't look right about it, then report it to your bank. Every bank has an email address that you can send suspicious phishing emails or any kind of suspicious activity to. So find out what that is. Go to your bank's website, find out how to report fraud, and then uh, follow those rules. But like I say, if you just if you keep alert and keep aware, the chances that uh, you'll get hacked or severely impacted financially or reduce significantly. Another great tip would be is to enable uh, multi-factor or two-factor authentication on all of your accounts. Start with your financial accounts, your bank accounts, and what have you. Uh, those usually have those services and sometimes would force you to enable them uh, or keep reminding you to enable those. Uh, one of them would be to send a verification code to your sign up with your email uh, mobile number and send a, let's start sending you a verification code every time you log in, or maybe via email, or maybe via an authenticator app. Google Authenticator is a good one, for example. So I would use those first, uh, get, get all those set up on all your accounts, email addresses, bank accounts, and what have you. And then also keep that in mind, what we say in IT is zero trust, trust no one. When you get something from the internet, uh, from email, text message, anything like that, verify it, pick the phone number, I mean, pick the phone, call the person that's sending you the weird message and say, like, hey, did you send me this? Did you mean it? That person may be um, already infected or being hacked, so I wouldn't click on anything without verifying. I mean, all y'all's talking is so informative, and I brought up one last question I want to ask y'all. 
Um, so let's say that I'm being vigilant and I'm doing everything I need to do and I still accidentally click something I don't think I should have. What should I do in that instance as a, just a normal person out there in the world? First thing I would do is disconnect from the internet. <laughs> so if you're on wireless, then stop your wireless. If you're on a cabled internet connection, pull your cable and then now you have time to address the issue figure out what, what it is that you need to do next. Most of my work, or all of my work at home, is done on a corporate PC, so I'm going to call corporate IT and say, this is what I've done. Cool. And, and don't be afraid to tell them, because if you don't tell them and something happens, then that becomes on you, right? So follow the policies and procedures and processes that your company has put in place to secure their network and their equipment, and you should be good. These are all great tips. Thanks for all for sharing. I appreciate that. Um, Morgan, what's your thoughts on public Wi-Fi? Ooh, that's a good question, <laughs> Adel. Technically, I have learned a lot from my IT managers with the training they have uh, put awesome. in there for me. Awesome. Um, so I know it's not the greatest thing to use, but I wouldn't lie if I told you I have used a public Wi-Fi in the past when you're just really frustrated and when trying to access to. the Internet. Yeah, so could you tell us some more about that? So all the traffic in the public Wi-Fi is accessible because it's not encrypted. And it's an open Wi-Fi, uh, so anyone on that network or on that Wi-Fi could see your traffic, could potentially um, view sensitive information or get into your devi device. So which when you use that public Wi-Fi, you're using the VPN, Morgan. We know that because it's provided to you. So if you have to and um, you're in a bind, I would recommend using a VPN. That way your traffic is encrypted you're safe uh, away from the bad guys. That is one great final tip for us, Adel. I want to thank you both for joining us here today and just giving lots of information and insight into the ever-changing world of the internet that we are delving into. With that, leave us a review if you like listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you down the line. Bye.